Hey, Russ. And coconut shrimp. Nope, it's bullshit. Coconut. It bu- yeah, you're right. You, no, it, is, it, is it is. It is. It is. Coconut shrimp is no, not You are a bullshit. Thing. I meant no. to say you are, but no, this no, is no. awful. You are awful. Coconut and I shrimp. I can't separate. No, nope. separate. I hate this. Like uh, Bert and Lonnie Anderson. Separate. I can't believe that we're <sighs> like Sunny and Cher. Coconut. Separate. Really, coconut shrimp is coconut like shrimp most is innocent. Gross. It's, it's like gross. white bread and peanut butter. No, it's like shrimp are awesome, and coconut on the shrimp is gross. Coconut Do you like shrimp? Yes. Do you like shrimp with a gentle, interesting like? Flavor enhancement. For example? Coconut. No. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to Cobb County News Weekly and Poison Ivy. Because that's, that's pretty much our Twitter handles. And also, it's real hot. <laughs> it's super hot. It's re- God damn, it's hot. I'm glad I don't have to work in conditions like this. Sweltering, sweaty. I mean, let's, let's be honest. We're in my basement. It's like hot is like 79. Fans help. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, definitely. And, uh, but no, it's it's this is hot. We're in the we're in the balls of Georgia summer, right now. Is he going to go get a fan right now? No, he's. I don't know what he's doing. You need more beer. I want to make sure your dehumidifier was turned off. Welcome to one beer, one song. The internet's single, one, only, unique, solitary podcast about craft beer. We are the only one. If you are listening to another podcast that is talking about craft beer, it's a lie. This is the only, I'm going to hit the table now, the only podcast about craft beer on the I've, internet right I've now. been on other beer podcasts. So so we're, we, there's liar, <laughs> liars. See, p- perfect. It's like, we brought a third liar to the show. Sorry, the, guys. The math works out. It's, liars. So it's a, episode 150. 150. What'd you get me? I uh, got you. Um, Did you get me a Blake? Glass. No, glass is the. Is oh, the, I got you something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We. Well, I didn't want to. Can we say what it is? Oh uh, yeah. We have an official um, creature comforts bottle opener, like bartender quality. Is bar- that called? Is that a bar key? Is that what you call that? Well, I don't know. I think that's called a bar key. You know how when you're uh, when you go to a bar and it's a potential like a high volume bar, and the bartender has the uh, sweatband around their um, yeah. forearm, mm-hmm. like up by the elbow, they have the sweatband around there, and there's that bottle opener in the sweatband. Yep. It's a totally flat piece of metal. Right, right. And you're like, and you look at the bartender, and you're like, okay, calm down. Well, I don't know. I've seen it's like, one of those. It, it, well, yeah. in Athens, um, GA, they. Um, at one of my favorite places, Genko, because I like the staff there, uh, they will whip this out of their back pocket because it has a, a, a hole in one end and then the beer opener part on the other end. They just whip it out and go... It's good for cans, too. Like, you can, you know, if you don't want to mess up your nails all night. This is our first piece. Uh, this is our first gift from a brewery. Well, don't fall in love because it lives here. <laughs> it's for so Blake, the podcast. Blake, the only beer podcast. This is, we, it okay. goes in the bucket. It, it goes, goes in the box. Bo- it goes in the podcast equipment box. Right. Um, so on episode 100, uh, that was our first big anniversary. Who, uh, who was our guest? Uh, I think it was Blake. <laughs> Good setup. <laughs> awesome. You know who else? It, it, Blake was also on episode 99. And my favorite episode, episode 20. What, what, was, what was so funny? Episode so, 20, we did um, uh, the Cisco uh, Lady oh, of the Lady Woods of the Wood. and Keel Hall. Oh. oh, and it was so good. But that was you know back. what? If we went back and did that again, Russ, you'd probably enjoy that beer now. That that's a very good point, Blake. That's a good point. All right, we should have done a reunion twenty for one fifty. So <laughs> I, no, I like it. So uh, when we do episode one, I'm not even going to try to do the math. Forget it. Welcome to one beer one song. This is episode 150. We've told you that Blake is here. We love Blake from. Uh, hold on, we'll get there. Uh, on each episode of this podcast, we underappreciate and or miscategorize a beer and or a song, um, sometimes multiple beers, sometimes multiple songs. Um, never know 
Uh, Never know beer with Never know rust just ruining things. Did you really just pour an entire glass of foam? Hey, that takes skill and talent. And where did this beer come from? I was gentle, slow, 45 degree angle, and just went, hi, I'm foam. You you need to have a more bottom end on your gentle scale. Have you met Russ? (laughs) But it's going to turn into beer. It's great. (laughs) It'll be beer eventually. Um, Is this bottle conditioned? Oh, yeah. We only do bottle conditioning. Okay. What about but the cans? You're right. Okay, oh, we so don't I, can condition. We should hold it. We, we, we got to back up here. So Sorry. this is our friend, Blake. <laughs> he's from Creature Comforts. And um, he's from Creature Comforts. He's been so on the show tell, before. Um, we're, we've got to assume that most people listening right now have not listened to episode 100 and certainly, hopefully, not listened to episode 20. Um, Blake, what do you do? Hi. What's, what's, your, what's your deal? I'm Blake. Uh, the first time I ever homebrewed was with Russ and Tony. I always like to tell that story. I like you. I like it when you tell that story. Actually, yeah. I, I want no part of that story. Oh, I like it because I he is so far surpassed, uh, definitely me, and amazingly enough, you as far as his knowledge. No, of I just because I get to that means I get to ride Blake's coattails all over the place. <laughs> Do you guys even brew anymore? Uh, yeah, sure, totally. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. We, we're on. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, well, we've done how many? Actually, batches? I really uh, want to figure this out. When we're done when, recording, when we're done recording, I'll show you the barrel program I have in. Uh, <laughs> When was the first time we brewed together? I mean, it was like five years ago, maybe uh, six. I want to say 2010. So here's the thing. I didn't brew any beer in 2008, and I was whining about it to um, our friend Russell over here. And Russ said, hey, why don't you double the size of your batches, and I'll split the ingredient cost with you, and we'll brew together, and I'll keep half the beer. And I was like, great. So that started in 2009. Really? And we brewed about 40 batches, I think, over the next like three or four years. But- in the last, the last time we brewed, I want to say was early 2015, over a year ago, year and a half ago, because we brewed that IPA. Well, you were making the the throat slashing signal, so I didn't. <laughs> I missed that cue. So Blake, <clears throat> what is Creature Comforts? Uh, we are. I gotta say, man, I'm so proud of that foam. That's. I, That's like whipped cream. I get. I like foam, man. Look at that. And that is sexy foam. But Russ is over here making friggin' root beer floats. Does that? We all right. Well, never mind. We'll we'll figure out what beer that is in a second. So uh, my name is Blake Tires, and I work at Creature Comforts. We are a brewery in Athens, Georgia. We just had our two year anniversary in uh, the twofer around in May, April. Is it May? At the end April, of April. Yeah, end of spring, April. Springtime. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in Athens and we make beer. We only distribute to Athens and Atlanta. Um, let's keep it that way. Yeah. It will Until be for the foreseeable up. future. We are maxed out in our current facility. Really? Yeah. You're we, at hundred percent. We brew 24 hours, five days a week. So it's not hundred percent. Oh, you're well, not, you're not brewing. We have, at, uh, no. What are you, Chick-fil-A? Get, get to work. The bottle, <laughs> the bottleneck is... Well, right now we the w- bottleneck. There you go. We're gonna add uh, a fourth vessel to our brew house, and that will let us make a little bit more beer. And then our place was completely maxed. So, uh, is it because of? Uh, tell me about the process. Where are you maxed out in the process? Is it currently clarification? It's, no, we don't filter our beer. Right, but you guys got a whirlpool to help. We have with, a centrifuge. Sorry, yeah. centrifuge. That actually speeds up the process. Right. So that lets us have more. You can go from brewing virtual to tank can. space, I guess. So it so is the bottle is the bottleneck uh, fermentation or uh, right it's, now it's wort production. Okay, so brew house then. Yeah, yeah. that's why the fourth vessel is going to speed us up a little bit more. Okay, there yeah. You go. And what's the fourth vessel? It's going to be a uh, 
Well, we're going to use our, it's going to be a mash mixer. Okay. So, Everybody, so everyone's got that right? Good. Let's move on. No. <laughs> so, you're, so, so this is it. This is, that's as much beer as you can brew. So what are the plans for the brewery? Are, are there expansion plans? Yes. We are working on um, a, the next place. Definitely okay. tell us confidential stuff that you shouldn't share. I don't even know what's confidential, actually. We have four listeners. It's fine. We are, I mean, we are working on a new place. You know, that's going to take probably a couple of years. Um, planning out and building a brewery takes a lot of time sure yeah. at one point it was it was said so i don't i don't feel like i'm sharing anything that, that was private but it, you guys are going to keep the downtown location yeah and you know to be honest we still haven't figured out exactly what that looks like we know we want to be there that's Good. like our house you know because I, I what you guys did to that place the reclaim wood uh saving a historic property yeah, uh, it, it was a beautiful job, and I would hate to see you guys leave that. It sounded man. it sounded kind of menacing when you started that. You're like, "What you guys did to that place? <laughs> what you? I can't what you put it through? <laughs> you can't get your oil changed there anymore. You can't buy tires there. No. Oh, but I could buy me some Blake tires. I'm bl- not for sale. Buy me some Blake. Bli- you said buy me some Blake. Shut up. Okay. So, um, so do we know what we're drinking? Uh, hold on. <laughs> so this I is. A- oh yeah. So this is uh, mutualism. This is our collaboration with Jester King. Um, Tell us and, about and that. We're, and we're, we're saying that because Blake brought two unmarked 750s of, uh, what we got? This is, is, that a, is that the proper term? 750 champagne bottle? 750? Yeah, we, yeah it's 750. Okay, 750. Yeah. We, uh, um, we, well, I wasn't, so I had one bottle on my desk and I wasn't sure what it was. So then I had other bottles that I wanted to share mutualism with you guys. So I went and grabbed a bottle I knew was mutualism, but I didn't know if the other one was or not. Turns out it is. So it's great. Okay. Um, but we will be releasing this at our brewery um, in souvenir to go form after you have a tour on July 14th. Is a Thursday, I believe? It's a Thursday <coughs> night. Okay. We're doing that yes, because Jester King's going to be at our brewery. They'll be on their way to the uh, Funkatorium Invitational at Wicked Weed. And so uh, we said, you know. Wicked Weed is in Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. And we said, while you're on your way, um, you know, it's perfect timing to release the beer. And actually, just about a year ago is when we conceptualized the beer when we were on our way to. Uh, it was last year, it was called Funk Asheville. This year, they changed the name to Wicked Weed uh, Funkatorium Invitational. Okay. So do you want to talk about the beer? I just like the idea yes. that Blake's like, I'm going to be on a podcast. Let me grab this garbage bottle off my desk and like see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was, it was either one or two. It was one of two beers. Either way, it was going to be great. So, oh, okay. There you go. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be awesome. The other beer is ready, too. It's good. But. So why did you want to collaborate with Chester? Um, man, that's... They're awesome. Um, before, so you're talking about Jester King in Austin, Texas. Yeah, Jester King is in Austin, Texas. I think they're about 20 minutes outside of Austin in what they call the Texas Hill Country. Texas Still haven't Hill been there, um, but I've seen now the guys from Jester King or the crew, I should say, uh, guys and gals. Um, they travel deep, so we see them at a lot of beer festivals and conferences and things like that. And they always have at least five people nice. in tow, nice. and they range it up who's there. So show up big. We see them every month or two at a new place, and so um, they're like the the Packers fans or the Cowboys fans of of brewing, where it's just like, oh my God, they're everywhere. Jesus Christ, look, oh, there's Jester King. I'm in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, look, there's Jester King. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, but once we first met those guys, it was a pretty quick hit off. Um, just super nice people um we they are also very active in law change for texas uh, as we are in georgia so it, we communicated laws, a lot about that are the laws as restrictive in texas as they are in georgia uh well not as because georgia's 
the worst. The worst. Right. Um, but they have a pl- plenty of other issues as well. Um, and they've they've Jester King has been very much involved in making Texas laws the reason why they're not as bad as us. Um, they used to be as bad as us. Georgia, mm-hmm. aiming for the bottom. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's but it's um, they're just awesome folks. Um, their head brewer Garrett and I. Uh, we just started getting along really well, and we share a lot of conceptual ideas. Jeff uh, was one of their co-founders, awesome dude. The whole team there is just awesome, great people. So, so tell us about the beer. What, right. was, what was the conception of the beer? What did you guys want to make, and then what turned out? So that's a that's a cool question. Thank Nobody, you. I don't really feel like that gets asked about collaborations that much. That's good. Hey, good, good, good guess, Russ. Yeah. So five. Um, so we got together basically and we're like, you know, the most important part of this is kind of us talking and hanging out and figuring out what we want to make together. So we sat around and kind of just talked about beers that we enjoy. Um, you know, what beers do you like to make and things like that. Jester King's got a very, very interesting and cool brewing philosophy. They're very much tied to where they are and when they're brewing. Um, they're all about a sense of place and time with their beers. So, um, they have this house mixed culture that is, all sorts of organisms from... You're talking about yeast? Yeast back and bacteria. Okay. Um, so they've sourced yeast and bacteria from things on their property, um, from their open air, from their barrels, and things like that. And they've basically put together this, this house culture that they use in, in every beer they make. Um, so they are what most people would consider a traditional farmhouse-style brewery um, in that sense where they are definitely connected to the land they're on and the way they make beer. Um, and that also said, they're very connected to the seasons as well. Their beers are slower made when it's colder outside because they don't ferment as fast. Um, they have fruit re- re-fermentation season when it's warmer. Um, they really play into the you know the seasonality of it. You know, cool ship seasons when it's cold outside, things like that. They're just great folks. Very in tune with, with I hate to say this word, but very in tune with nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, they're very in tune with like when they brew is that is is that just seasonality or is there something beyond that um i would think it's seasonality i mean there's just a direct impact on the seasonality of the flavor of their beer okay yeah it's not like oh this this beer was clearly brewed at noon and you know how dave gets around lunchtime oh no no not at all uh it's it's temperature driven and, and you know things like that so when we got around though and started talking um we knew that about them and, you know, very much where they are. They're, they're very well known for their mixed fermentation beers to make some of the best out there. Um, it's just an honor, basically, to sit down and talk to them. And then what we all arrived at, though, is that we all love drinking Pilsners. Um, so we're like, all right, well, let's take this and turn it into um, this idea of what we like. And, you know, it's it, we came up with this idea of basically Pilsners in the old world were all made in wooden casks. And... Uh, you know, this is before the isolation of yeast and Saccharomyces, and, you know, there was everything in every beer at that point in time, and a lot of people would just drive the flavor of their beer by either fermenting colder or using more hops and things like that. That's what made beer not become sour. That's why people started using hops originally. So we said, well, what if there was this idea of this Pilsner in the old world that was in this cask that they kind of just forgot about and then matured over time and fermented into funky stuff and became this kind of cool beer? Um, Let's take our creation and stab at that because, like, in our catalog, we've done Emergence, which started off as a lager, uh, which the base beer for that is called Albert, and we've pulled that into a couple different beers at this point, Curious Number 6, Curious Number 8, which is about to come out. 
And Just out of curiosity, how, how quickly did the event for Curious 8 sell out? Uh, I mean, I don't know, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, it's an intimate event. And yeah, and, and we've been, and it is one of the... We didn't go to that one. No, no, no. We went to 2-3. Okay, yeah, or whatever, yeah. That event was amazing. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you had room. <clears throat> yep. Uh, you had space. The food was, there was tasty bites. It was just really well run. I'm glad that you guys aren't, and I get it, it's based on bottle, how many bottles you have. Yes and no. I mean, we could have a little bit more bottles. Curious Series in general is a limited bottle count, like, by nature. Um, if it's going to be a bigger run, we won't call it a Curious Beer. Okay. But then we also have just said we don't really want to sell more than 150 or 200 tickets to a Curious event because that's what makes that event great is the intimacy of it the relaxed nature of it no you don't have to freak out you can just go in listen to some jazz eat some grub but the important thing to remember though is that if you like if if you're trying to buy tickets to one of these events and you don't get the tickets it's because creature comforts doesn't like you (laughs) right and this is obviously they give you two middle fingers and say no you can't come you're not welcome at the brewery ever supply and demand on with an online ticket seller drink something else with the internet, okay. You know, sorry. Yeah, All right, let's talk more about this beer. So, don't t- hey, 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 calm down. You no, I want to finish the story of Jester King. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, we came up with this idea. So, and we we done the lager to mix fermentation thing in the past, and really enjoyed it. Um, and there's a lot of inspiration out there, exemplified or exemplified by other breweries that do similar things. So we sat down and did that. So we made a pilsner, and to make it more. Uh, about our land and the South and our two breweries. Um, we used wheat and grits from uh, Dayspring Farms, which is, we've used uh, some of their stuff before in, in Dayspring, the beer. Um, they're 20 miles from our brewery, the awesome folks. They sell in the farmer's market in our brewery on Wednesdays. Um, and we like working with their, their grains. So we brought in wheat and grits from them and then um, did a Pilsner from that, and then after the Pilsner was done, we made a secondary fermentation with a blend of our house mixed cultures. So everything gets put in together. Uh, they brought their culture with them, and we propped it up and <laughs> blended our stuff together and threw it into a tank and then matured for another while. Um, and then we bottled it and bottle conditioned it for, it's been about five months now or so. So what should we smell? Well, that's what, so we're calling this beer, uh, we should pull up the label um, so you guys can see what oh, it looks sure, like. I'll just look on this unmarked bottle. Hey, hey, I'm trying here, man. <laughs> I could have not brought the beer rust. <laughs> so fair point. Jesus, uh, tough room. Um, so we, this is a fun mix. This is, this is called mutualism. Yep. So um, uh, yeah. throw it on the big screen. Is it on your? Um, is the label? Where would I get the label? Uh, we there's been several press releases lately about it. Don't uh, all right, the, shut one up. of the one of the and I teased you when you got here and I've about this and. Y- What's the line? It's the soft beer you were hoping to make? Oh, it's a little bit more fleshed out than that. Hold on. Yeah, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, Yeah, there's a quote at the bottom. Bottom, bottom. Balanced and complex, yet soft. It's the beer we dreamed of making. And I I read yet soft, and I started giggling to myself. I'm like, but now that I've tasted it, I totally get it. It's a soft beer. There's nothing abrasive about this. It's it's warm and inviting, sort of. It's well, five and, and a half percent, and and I mean, doing a collaboration, there's a there's a, a, a operational investment in travel and doing it, and then there's a opportunity investment in like we've only got one shot to market this thing, and so usually people are like, how do we get the biggest bang, or let's make the highest ABV and the craziest barrel aged and whatever, and like your mom is in there, but like this is not that. 
it's good. Thanks. Thanks. I, I love this style of beer. I mean, it's five and a half percent. It's got some acidity to it. It's tart, but then it's got a big hot presence as well. Jester King's house mint culture is uh, uh, an aggressive animal. They uh, So we had to make it, I mean, they were like, you got to make this thing pretty bitter if you don't want it to turn into a pretty sour beer. It, it's amazing. When I, when I drink, I, I kind of envision myself, I'm going to apologize in advance for this description, but it's like I've entered a cloud and then I find this nice little mild sour note mm-hmm. and then I exit the cloud. Yeah, it's it's bouncing complex yet soft. It's, it's the soft. beer we dreamed of making. Oh my God, there's the tagline again. <laughs> That is some straight. Th- this is not your therapy session, like. But soft. But it, it can my, be. My it could be. My therapist Actually, said yeah. this was a good part of my oh, therapy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Excellent. I mean, the softness that's coming. She's from, a fan, by the way. Uh, <laughs> using the raw wheat from Dayspring. She oh. says uh, she has openings. If you're interested. <laughs> raw cereal, real. I mean, I really like what it does. It kind of gives you that pillowy kind of mouthfeel. Um, See, I'm not so far off with the cloud thing. And then the grits is people are always. And our staff especially have come up and be like, you know, that's super weird that you guys use grits in this. I was going to ask how many, I mean, it's, 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 an, it's an unfair question to ask how many breweries out there are using grits. Well, but it's not that weird, actually. If you look at traditional Belgian it's just beer, corn, right? a lot of times they use, they call it maize. It's uh, corn. That's uh, my favorite. My favorite thing that Beavis ever said on an episode was when Butthead, at some point he was like, look at all that corn. And Beavis was like, that was not it. But it was like, look at all that corn. Better. And Beavis was like, in some cultures, it's known as maize. I've never seen an entire episode of Beavis. Oh, and my God. And it's been a long time. This, oh, you guys, just for... No, we're not going to start now. You know, I'm looking at the... Um, we've been podcasting for quite a while now. We haven't even gotten to the song yet, and we could go um, for quite a while longer, um, as we should. But we well, should uh, do the song. Episode. Let's listen to a song. All it's right? episode 150. Yeah, and then we'll do... Um, Another beer and more banter after that. Uh, Blake, oh, yeah. did you I, bring a song? I did, but also I expect you to read a label since you do that sort of thing. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, let's go back That's to why label. I think it's important we'll bring it up. Maybe we'll <clears> look <throat> it up while we listen to the song. Okay, yeah, and we'll come back with the label after the song. Because the label, we got to talk about Melissa, the artist, and what she did to the label, too. It's ridiculous. But um, So the song this week, uh, some as we want to do, um, when someone dies... We wait, 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 are we doing that? Or are we doing... No, we're not uh, doing that. that oh, is, sorry, wrong episode. Yeah, you kept writer. yelling at him forever. Nope. Yeah, I that. know. Sorry. Tell us about this Athens band. <laughs> uh, they're based out of Atlanta. Um, they're called Stone Rider. Uh, they are dear friends of mine. I've done some work with them. I actually shot one of their music videos. Um, but they've also played uh, some of our brewery events. They've played at our brewery. They are playing a brewery again in August. And um, they've played um, Athens or Atlanta events for us, but... Really cool guys, local Atlanta bands. Just released a new record called Hologram, um, and we are going to. Did listen. they pronounce it like that? Hologram. 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 They're probably way more chill about hologram. Hey man, this is our this is our new disc. It's called Hologram. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. <laughs> and this song is called Elevator Operator.
pour two glasses of beer and then pour a complete thing of foam. I don't think that's on me. Okay. Blake think that's totally on me. The other person who poured it? Yeah, who's it on if it's not on you? I was going to say the brewer. <laughs> the beer. You said have a glass ready. Well, that's to- but it didn't gush. It didn't gush. I know it's a highly carbonated beer. That's by design. <laughs> but highly carbonated versus gushing is totally not related. Okay. Well, I, somewhat related, but not related. I like uh, I like sticks. The band. Yes, that's you're recording already. Oh, for several minutes. Oh Damn boy. Um, yeah, that does. It also reminds me of Emerson Hall and Oates. <laughs> Sorry, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Good job owning it. Uh, yeah, I totally said that when we were listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh, also, some Steely Dan. It's like if they all had a baby, and that keyboardist is busy as hell. There was Rose. There was Synth. There was a bunch of stuff going on. That was good. It's very easy listening. It's very palatable. It is. It, it is to the point where a flute would fit in just fine. Um, I think more of a lute. Is a lute? Isn't thing a lute like a? It's like the piccolo. Pipes. Like a tiny no, actually, piccolo? I'm thinking like pan flute. Yeah, pan flute. Wait, Zam, Zamfir. Zamfir, the master of the pan flute. <laughs> oh god damn it! So um, that was good. That was Stone Rider and That's their their drummer uh, Bobby. Jason uh, has been Bobby has been over here. <laughs> And brewed beer with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, he brewed beer. Jason and I went to middle school and high school together. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah, totally. If I saw him in town, I would like I would totally recognize him and I'd be like, Bobby, and he would be like, get away from me. Who did the song Smooth Operator? Uh Charday. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. I got glimpses of that too. No, no, no. Chardet. What is wrong with you? Wait. I said Charday. But it's not Char it's I think it's Charday. There's no what? There's it's no R in there, but they pronounce it. Charday. All I know is that you two talking about this right now is the best part of my day. So, yeah, Russ, back to you. No. Yeah. There is no smooth operator in like there. The, the, they said the, the word operator over no, no, and over no, no, and no, over. Like the vocals, but that doesn't, like, I mean it no, as a compliment. I, the, the vocal harmonies. I, I'm surrounded by Elevator idiots. operator. Smooth operator. Somebody open another beer. I'm going to f- turn this podcast around. You have automatic still? You got two beers in front of you. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm supposed to read the label. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So the the back of the label here. Yeah. So I pulled up the um It's the back of the label. You wrote this. Yes. And I'll ruin it. Mutualism was born from a shared vision with our friends at Jester King Brewery of a forgotten cask that was once a pilsner but had transformed due to fermentation and time. To craft this beer, we made a pilsner using local wheat and grits from Dayspring Farms and put it through secondary fermentation with a blend of both of our house-mixed cultures. The result truly is a symbiosis <coughs> of friendship, conversation, and bringing the best out of each other's work. This is mutualism. Enjoy. The artist painted the original artwork for this label, deriving a watercolor medium from our combined house-mixed cultures of yeast and bacteria. Illustration by Melissa E. Merrill, copyright 2016. Brewed and bottled in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, read the, whole, read the barcode and everything. Creature Comforts Brewing Company. <laughs> 231 or is that 271? We're 271. 271 West. West Hancock Avenue, Athens, Georgia, 30601. Government warning. One, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic... Bar- Sorry, it's getting really tiny. Font. Yeah, it's really small. I'm just going to go <clears> to the barcode. Eight... Five six eight nine zero 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 six zero two four. Crave curiosity. I, you know the that was good. The only thing you said was day spring, but other than that, it was good. <laughs> it's true. You said day spring. I I feel that we don't have enough of a Jewish presence on this show. How is that? Oh, that's like a Mel Brooks Jewish like a. Yeah. Got Aha. it. Got it. <laughs> day spring. Day spring. Inquisition. Um, okay, so I'm I'm running out of automatic. We can open another beer now. 
just go ahead and make this episode like three hours long. Um, well, this is the same beer. Yeah, that's the, he, that's not a new beer. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Remember, so I we was didn't mistaken. know if that right. I thought you had two separate bottles. Got no, it. <sighs> we figured this shit out on the fly. We got no. That's fine. We, we don't got need, Bebo over there. We're already we've we got Bebo plenty of stuff our, to um, talk about. Beer, um, our, our brief podcasting beer on the last recording. It's it's tasty. I it's, I drink it the most. Really? Yeah. I I could if mm, I would go to automatic. I think automatic's pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> Bebo might be the best looking beer can ever made. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I actually was designed it. No. I was originally <laughs> not a fan. Really? Uh Adam was pushing for that style and I was like Adam's I had, the CEO. Adam's no, he's our a brewmaster. brewmaster. And I had Chris some conflicts with it and but now like I agree. It's it's badass. It's pretty good looking. Yeah. It has an industrial look to it that is non existent on other cans of yours. It that, is that that steel. It, it's it's like a it's a look where like you would give it to your dad and he would be like, "This looks like a beer." I can drink. He this. wouldn't be like, "Why have you failed me?" Where you're like, "Dad, drink this pineapple sculpin." He would be like, "Get out what? of my house." Your but dad like, actually might this. say that be- to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely I drink pineapple sculpin in his driveway. A, a new take on a classic European pilsner look. Okay. Yeah. It's so good. It's I like supposed it. to feel German. Um, I just said European. Okay. I mean, Germany is the largest economy in Europe. Is it? As we've all learned from the let's the, hey, let's talk about the Brexit. Ooh, I can't do that because my dad's from England, so consequently, I should know more we about should this. Definitely than I do, talk about that. So I wait, wait. I was, gonna, I was just going to throw this out there. <clears throat> Who here is qualified to talk about Brexit? All of us. All right. So you go start. I uh, I'm a fan of the Lexit. The, uh, but it's Brexit. The legs it. Okay, so okay. bye. Uh, bye. Really? 